Hello and welcome to the I Create Daily Podcast, conversations for kindling creativity for anyone in pursuit of the inspired life. I'm your host, Leora Alderson. Hello and welcome to the I Create Daily Podcast Coffee Break Session, conversations for kindling creativity for anyone in pursuit of the creative life. I'm Leora and Devani won't be joining us for this or future sessions because she's decided to explore a completely different direction um, and discover herself in different ways. So we will miss very much her beautiful, vivacious, spunky, funky self and I especially um, not only is she my daughter and best friend and business partner, but um, she it was she was a great co-host for the I Create Daily podcast. So for now, and and also for me, it's so much more fun doing it with somebody else and having conversations together rather than just me dialoguing. So um, having a cup of coffee by yourself, sort of virtually, is not nearly as much fun. But I am thinking of you guys in our community and the fact that really I'm having this conversation indirectly with you. Uh, and I hope that you will enjoy it, even though half of us is missing. Um, so topic for today, right now, March 31st, 2020, tw- March 31st, 2020. And it seems like what, while we're in the middle of shut-ins, lockdowns, uh, stay-at-home orders around the world, that there's so many opportunities to view things on the bright side. It is also equally easy and perhaps easier at first to focus on the fear and the negativity and the negatives because everywhere we look, um, turn on the news or TV or whatever, the um, internet, uh, socials, everywhere, all the media, it's coming up with alarming new statistics that, you know, that induce fear and stress. And it's inevitable to go through the scenarios of the what if scenarios and how scary, you know, that can be, especially if you're older, if your health is compromised, or you have someone in your family who fits that category, many of which most of us do, um, essentially. So obviously there are very real concerns and fears, but here's the thing. Every time we get in the car and go out on the road, there are also possibilities for the worst case scenario, none of which we ever wanna think about and most of which we don't. So when we're learning to drive, learning to fly is a good example. I was a student pilot for a time and one of the reasons I became a student pilot is because I had developed this inordinate fear of flying. Even though I grew up with it, grew around small aircraft aviation, I had a friend that died in the jet air crash in the Florida Everglades uh, and Apparently, I developed such an empathy ability to relate to other people in an empathic kind of way that there was a, I had a friend on that flight, and I imagined being that friend and reliving that scenario over and over to the point that I really created a tremendous fear of flying um, that, that I have since overcome. One of the ways I started to overcome that was by taking private pilot lessons, and I got as far as a cross-country solo by myself, realized I made a mistake. That was not fatal, obviously, and nor even uh, did not end up in any kind of crash or repercussions, um, really. But it was enough to scare me to realizing that for me to become really good at that required many, many, many hours of flying and money and time away from my family. Because for the longest time when you're trying to rack up the hours to become a good enough pilot that you feel comfortable and confident taking your friends and family uh, with you, 
then uh, you have to spend a lot of time away first and a lot of money. And so I decided that's not where I wanted to spend my time. Meanwhile, um, part of the goal was fulfilled. And that is, um, there's the quote, uh, when you face the things you fear the most, the death of fear is certain. I think that was a Dale Carnegie quote. I know he used it, whether or not he originated it. I will look for the original author and uh, cite it in the show notes for this episode if it's available. Um, so anyway, there that's the same thing with so much of what's going on. The point that I was making there relative to the fear, to get back to that, of the pandemic, of COVID-19, uh, and of the concept of driving so the thing about pilot training is you spend majority of your time, your majority of your training initially at learning what to do in case of an emergency. So basically imagining worst case scenarios and then what maneuvers to do to get yourself out of those, even to the point where you're supposed to throttle up and make the plane go up and up and up and ascend to the point beyond the motor's ability to sustain you. And then you start to kind of fall down and you learn how to recover from that or slowing down to the point that the engines almost die and you have to how, you know, figure out how to overcome and come out of that. Well, it's comforting knowing that pilots go through such rigorous training. In fact, we have a really good friend, Nancy Davis, who is uh, an airline pilot based out of Atlanta and a commercial airline pilot. And she, and it goes through, I think every nine months or so, she has to go through new training and upgrades, um, which is, you know, comforting to know that our airline personnel definitely have to go through that kind of rigorous training. Well, similarly, when you're in a car and you get in a car and learning to drive and, you know, think becoming a conscious more and more conscious driver is about then, then hopefully you think about the concept of, okay, if this car were to, if I were to look at my rear view mirror at a stoplight and see a car coming barreling toward me, what would I do? Uh, same thing in the interstate. Where would I go? What exit could I take? You know, could I go around? Um, what would I do if I were going around a curb in the rain and my car started to skid out of control, what would I do to mitigate that? You know, how could I counteract that? Some people even go so far as to, do sort of like um what's the, the kind of driving that they do in movies where um what's the stunt driving you know where they and, and race car driving and defensive offensive driving where you learn how to basically uh do fancy maneuvers in order to avoid accidents so those things have their place it's it's like preparedness it's like you know saving for a rainy day it's like having extra stores in your in your cupboards and your pantries so that you don't you're not just down to the last toilet paper roll of toilet paper or whatever so that it's like charging your batteries of your devices at night when you go to recharge your body so that you know you don't wake up in the morning and now the power's out you have the power out and suddenly your battery's on empty adding further stress piling further stress onto an already stressful situation um so it's 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 like similarly with COVID-19 scare and the pandemic and the concerns we look at the concerns, we look at the very real possibilities of exposure and the dangers, as well as those stories, because this is what we don't see enough of, I think, and that is the stories of those who got it and got well, got it and it wasn't so bad, um, and the, the kind of remedies that they use to help. So those are the kind of things that we can do proactively to help mitigate and relax some of our fears and concerns. It's so normal to get to be concerned, to be alarmed even, but what we don't want to do is get stuck in that fear loop. So what happens, and Dr. Joe Dispenza speaks about this beautifully, we'll link to um, a few of his, one or two of his episodes, whichever one I find that, that might have it the most uh, in the show notes, where he talks about the cycle that happens. Uh, essentially, so we have um, energy centers in the body that are documented, they're known um, through Eastern and Western medicine that, that correlate to 
our different centers of sort of our psyche. So from fear, from instinctual to, you know, emotions. And those are like the lower three chakras, essentially the first, second and third centers. And those are like the survival loop, the, re the procreation loop and the instinctual instinct to uh, instinctual and sort of like um, emotional area of the body and those three once they're stuck there and they're all notably below the heart center and once they get stuck there then you're going round and round and around in a vicious cycle of of panic oh, sorry it starts with stress that can lead to anxiety that can lead to panic and lead to more negative thoughts which then tends to close off the frontal cortex and the thinking creative brain it closes off the possibility brain the future self brain and keeps us stuck in that negative loop of fears and what ifs and worst case scenarios so many people understandably are stuck in that place right now and what we need to do is when we begin to feel tense stressed and stuck and also in a negative loop not as creative then we can implement strategies and things to help get us out of that and that's what we need to do and that's and we can do that and that's so important it's like um, it, it's like any other kind of tool. Like we know there are things we can do to calm anger. You know, we can take a walk, we can take deep breaths, we can listen to inspiring music, but we have to stop the, the train brain and the monkey mind that keeps us stuck in that negative loop. So make a list of all kinds of positive things that you know have been proven throughout your life to uh, empower you, to inspire you, to help alleviate um, tension. So for me, it's exercise, it's walking, it's biking, it's dancing, it's putting on incredible music. I have a soundtrack that when I was having trouble sleeping for, uh, from through a very, very stressful situation, only getting one to three hours of sleep at night, which means now you're physically impaired because it's a lot harder to be optimistic, positive and upbeat when you're tired and you're not getting sleep. And especially when it's because you're being awakened through the stress hormone cortisol, where in the middle of the night, you, you might've had 30 minutes to an hour of sleep. And now you jolt wide awake with your heart pounding, your heart, your pulse pounding in your head, gasping for breath. And in that stress cycle, you're so much in the stress cycle that the body brain has taken over. And as soon, and probably it's like, the least little sound is triggered your physical animal brain awake, the lizard brain, the amygdala, and into fight or flight kind of stress. So now it's on alert because it's been on alert because it knows there's a stressful situation going on for so every sound or noise that probably is probably one of the reasons I was awakened, um, then it jolts you awake and just this incredibly um, like out of control way. You know, and you become, so I was becoming someone I, I didn't even recognize, like, I know that I'm not that person. Like, I am not that panic stricken person. I'm normally peaceful, centered, happy, joyful. And, you know, like that, why is, I, I can't just let that go. And so that's where, again, and Dr. Joe Dispenza speaks about this so much more eloquently um, and, and scientifically in ways that will, I think, register for many of us. And it's sort of like, it really helps knowing that there is a physiological and emotional explanation and that doesn't have to be our story. There is an explanation. There's a physiological reason these things happen. It's an understandable one. And knowing what we know in this era, we know that we can get ourselves out of it. Um, but our physical being through evolution did not evolve to have to maintain a high level of stress. 
And that's what's happening for many of us in today's era of frustration over technology, um, frustration over the fast pace of everything, frustration over pandemics and feeling loss of control, uh, frustrated at not being able to do what we normally do, etc. So what we need to do is change the story of the frustration. Uh, what I was going to say a little earlier when I was having those horrible, that horrible experience and stress, uh, what I discovered is I would sleep with or put on earbuds and music that always just makes my brain dance. It's just like my, like when I hear it, my mind is dancing and I'm just immediately transported. And, and that worked. That really, really, really helped. And I use that same soundtrack for, for biking. And in my, in my biking, I'm doing visioning exercises. I'm projecting my vision, my vision boarding, my future self, which is a term that you'll hear more of in a future podcast that I will share with. I can't wait to share it with you. Uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, um, we recorded that today and I just love him. He's amazing. And you will get so much out of that episode. It won't air until mid-June when his new book comes out, which his book is titled Personality is Not Permanent. Uh, and you can pre-order that now if you'd like a, a preview um, or a, more than a preview, obviously the full, you know, actually, it's a, sorry, you can't get it now. It would be a pre-order. Sorry. You can pre-order it. I think it launches on June 16th of 2020. So depending on when you're hearing this, but if, so you don't forget, you can go and pre-order it, order it ahead of time. But part of the point is, and this is one of the questions that um, we cover that we talk a little bit about in that episode with Benjamin. It's an email that he sent out. Um, just on March 30th of 2020, he says, hey, I have two questions for you, which may help you think differently about the current situation. I've now asked these questions to hundreds of people, and I'm consistently inspired by the answers I receive. Question one, what decisions are you glad you made before COVID-19 happened, which are helping you better cope with the situation? And number two, how is your future self helping you get beyond COVID-19. Question, regarding question one, he says, here are a few great quotes. Quote, the more you sweat in peace, the less you bleed in war, by Norman Schwarzkopf. And the second quote is, the more you sweat in training, the less you bleed in combat, by Richard Marcinko. So looking at your situation now, what are you most glad you were doing or focusing on before all this happened? And then regarding question two, we all have a future self-concept. Some people have taken more time to clarify and conceptualize who they intend to be, to become. Without having a clear future self-concept, it is actually impossible to know who you currently are. If you don't know where you're going, then what difference does it make what you do today? So the clearer your future self, the better you can handle difficult situations, the more courageous and focused you'll be when things get messy and the less you'll be thrown off by every situation. So back to the question, what decisions are you glad you made before COVID-19 happened, which are helping you better cope with the situation? Focus on the gains, focus on the things that you've done right, focus on the things that you're glad you did, that you're grateful for. In particular, we know how powerful gratitude is to change state and fate, um, attitude, etc. When we begin to focus on the gains and what we're grateful about, we shift the area of brain and there's no faster way then gratitude. And then the second one, how is your future self helping you get beyond? So the other, the two most powerful things we can employ, gratitude and then 
future vision. Because what that does is it puts us out of the loop. So we think of a, we live in a spiral galaxy. A spiral galaxy is intended to, uh, to be an ever elevating spiral of growth where on every turn of the spiral, you know, once we, we circle around, think of like a spiral parking garage or whatever, when we circle around on the same side of the spiral each time, the view is similar. The view is similar, but a little more elevated, just a little more elevated. So while we keep seeing similar scenery and views and concepts and things and ways of being, we continue to see them in an ever elevated space from an ever elevated perspective. Think of mountaintop view versus stuck in the woods. So stuck in the woods, stuck in the jungle. Uh, we, we have woods around us and sometimes hiking uh, in the summertime, whatever, if you go the wrong direction or the wrong path, you get off the beaten path or the trail that's normally there or more visible, then you can end up stuck in the brambles and briars and can be sometimes hard to get out of it. And that's what we do with our thinking. You know, when, with that stress loop, it stays in a closed loop and we get stuck and injured from the brambles and the, the, the barbs of that space. What we need to do is circle to the next spiral and asking questions like this, focus on gratitude and gains and focus on what we want to have happen and the future we want to have, the self we want to be. When we focus on those things, then it helps elevate us out of the vicious cycle, the dog chasing its tail, so to speak, and it elevates us to our cognitive thinking, rational mind, as well as hope and inspiration. Those are huge and critical to help get us out of the stressful state. So along those lines, to think of um, some of the things that could be good coming out of the COVID-19. And anyone who is suffering, struggling, or even dying from it, obviously that is never a good thing. Uh, and these things happen. Uh, people getting the flu whose health is already compromised, even the regular flu, they're already in a precarious situation. So, you know, those, those are dire and those are serious. If that happens, if you have some, a loved one that you've lost um, from this, and that is, there's no way to soothe that other than to recognize that um, first your loss, mourn the loss, grieve, and then recognize that none of us get out alive as the saying goes. And, you know, Everyone has to go somehow. And so while that may not be the way most any one of us would choose to go, there are worse deaths and fates. And so it's like we have to move on with what is and not hold on to what we wish was and what we wish, you know, what even should have been kind of thing. So, so we get, so, so that aside and assuming that as you're listening to this, all is well with you and yours. And if not, then go through that grieving process. Um, we'll link also to a show by um, Brooke Castillo, who is a fantastically wise uh, coach, life coach, basically, and of many years um, with a, a huge audience. And she has some really good advice and feedback on handling that. Also, the same thing uh, we've talked about a number of times with Hal Elrod, who um, Hal Elrod is the Miracle Morning author, um, and he's also a several times near death and actual died on the operating table kind of uh, guy and was told he would never walk. He was dying of a rare cancer. So two different things in his life that he overcame by virtue of his mindset of elevating his spiral of consciousness from a vicious cycle, self-defeating, self-destructive to an ever elevating 
um, state of mind and state of being. And he basically healed himself through that positivity. This is why we're so huge on optimism and positivity. And I, you know, I believe me, I understand that when you're feeling down, it can be like, um, like an in your face kind of thing to have someone who's bright and cheery. I get it. You know, it is, it is annoying, but so is being down. So is feeling helpless, hopeless, fearful, negative, unhappy with ourselves. That is also no fun. Uh, basically, that sucks. And so the best way out of that is to push to the other side of our comfort zone. As Tony Robbins said, the other side of our comfort zone is where we experience the most growth, closely paraphrased. And so go toward that which is uncomfortable if it's good for us if it elevates us, if it's inspiring to us, if it's someone that's inspiring, something that's inspiring, then go toward that. Look for the positive. So back to what I was saying about some of the advantages with the COVID-19. You know, I think it could be a really lovely thing that many people are having the opportunity to spend more time together at home. And if it is that you're one of the rare people that happen to uh, be quarantined or on shutdown when you're away from your family or else you, because you don't live together, so you're not able to see your grandchildren and children, whatever, loved ones, um, even if you didn't live together, look at it. We've got this FaceTime. We've got Skype. We've got FaceTime. We've got Zoom. We have so many resources today. Imagine if what had happened was some kind of electromagnetic pulse that knocked the grid off, that knocked off all our ability to be connected with each other and the rest of the world. And it didn't happen. So it happened in this way where we kind of got to isolate, got to slow down, got to calm down, got to begin to take stock. This is our time to look at our life and see where we want to go and then begin to methodically plot how we're gonna get there. Um, so, so it's sort of like that's the blessing because normally what happens is we're all so busy and, and, and rushed and, and not enough time to do some of the things we've been wanting to do. I heard um, a teacher on a call today, um, an educator, and she was saying that uh, she's been, she doesn't, hasn't known what to do with herself and her time. She's been like going nuts at home because normally her day is so structured and she hasn't known what to do. Well, and what, what was missing is her just having that out of, see, that was the vicious cycle, having that out of the loop thought that was, that would be like this. Okay. So structure and lack of structure is driving me nuts. So I'm going to sit down and create a structure. I'm going to sit down and create a structure for us. It would be using the goals journal, the I Create Daily 90-Day Goals Journal. Um, uh, or if you need to work on the gratitude, then it would be um, going through the 90-Day Gratitude Journal. Or you can, and you can download our free 30-day uh, digital versions on iCreateDaily.com, which we will link to those in the show note. Um, so that would be taking action. You see, part of the thing about about spinning around when you when you're uncertain and it feels disorienting to be out of your routine is that just it it's just like our routine creates a structure within which we live our life and when suddenly that routine is ripped away then we're like flailing and so okay so the solution is really simple implement a new routine that's it implement a new routine so you sit down and say okay this is my routine at home 
I could sleep, you know, just sleep and wake up whenever, but I will not feel good doing that. You know, maybe the first few days, but after that, it's disorienting. Uh, and we feel whenever we don't feel productive, truly, we begin to feel um, they're agita agitated. We begin to develop a sense of agitation, disorienting, even depression. So to avoid that, we implement things that you know keep us moving forward toward our future self. So back to Benjamin Hardy's question, Dr. Benjamin Hardy's question, um, which I will bring up here if I can. How is your future self helping you get beyond COVID-19? So consider, so, and this is like, this would apply if you're looking for a relationship, a meaningful relationship, a meaningful job, um, to achieve your goals of being a published author, being a, a successful musician, uh, whatever, it, being a, uh, an artist, um, celebrated artist, whatever it may be, or even just a profitable artist, or even just as someone who's creating daily because you know you want to create and you feel good creating, but you haven't been doing it because everything else has gotten in the way. Whatever it is, you put in motion the futures. Okay, so so you look. So, sorry, this is what I was going to say. Um, when it is that you're living that life of your future self, how will you be as a person? How will you feel? How will you think? Will it be any different? So imagine yourself in that place. This is like the height of visioning. Visioning is reinforced by the emotion and visual and the practice that you bring to the vision. And this is a real thing. This is not um, metaphysical, um, airy-fairy kind of nebulous uh, purview of, of the few kind of thing. This is basically science. Athletes, performers, they use this to excel uh, even above those who practice regularly but don't vision. Those who just vision but didn't practice Studies revealed that they actually made greater improvements than their peers who practiced but didn't vision. Because look, it begins here. So the negative loop begins here, begins, I'm pointing for those not listening, those not watching this, that would be pointing to my head. It begins in our head. So the, we have only begun, we, we've hardly even scarcely begun as humanity as a whole to tap into the power of our mind to transform our attitude and our positive and our, our optimism and our sense of hope, which is why that at I Create Daily, what we, we started as a brand focused on um, serving creators and because the power of creativity is always uplifting and elevating and amazing um, and seeing that and seeing the need for artists and creators bringing that creativity into the world not only because when it is that imagine a concert imagine a concert of your favorite favorite musician and you're sitting in the audience or your or performer whatever it may be whether it's dancing or or uh, orchestra or a performer um, singer songwriter whatever Imagine I was, I was watching a, I was a, a video of Bob Dylan in a, well, sorry, it wasn't Bob Dylan. Um, St um, darn, I'm blanking his name. Was it Sting? I think it was. Um, I'll have to, sorry about this. I'll have to get the right one and I'll include the video link. He was to an audience of fans and he brought his mom on stage. Then he brought his sister on stage and they boogied and danced and sang together. And he filled essentially a, a, a huge gargantuan essentially football stadium was packed. Imagine being one of the people in that audience, all of these people 
are singing and celebrating and dancing and rocking in rhythm to this song, to this music, to this performer. So that's like a giant human meditation brainwave where it is that there's so much in sync, so much synchronicity, so much uh, harmony that's created out of something like that. Similar thing happens when we're listening to music, when we're looking at beautiful art, when we're looking at and walking and experiencing gratitude, nature, etc. Anything that elevates us changes our brain. Similarly, anything that constricts us causes us to shut down and feel scarcity. And so it's almost like, here's what we need to do when it is that we're experiencing scarcity, when it is experiencing fear, is to open up. What happens to our body language? Think about your body language when you're feeling stressed. Tend, typically, the shoulders drop, the, um, the, the, tight, the chest tightens, the shoulders hunch or drop, um, the jaw clenches. So it's kind of like when you're cold. If you're feeling cold, then what do we do? We kind of huddle. So the psychology that helps us signal to our body and our psyche that we are not doing that is to do the opposite, is to open up, open our arms, open our shoulders, straighten our posture, lift our head, lift our chest, feel strong, feel confident. And one of the ways to do that is like beyond some of the other things I've already shared is like if we take a brisk walk in nature, imagine if we're feeling dejected and depressed and we're going out walking. That's a different visual posture that, that pretty much anyone seeing that person walking can tell by the body language when someone is dejected, depressed, down, etc. Conversely, imagine that same person empowered, here, having just heard good news or, or, or uh, like succeeded at something. Uh, someone walking out of the gym, for instance, after a good workout and feeling great about themselves. They're walking with more energy, with more strength, with more power. So that would be it. It would be to take yourself outside, put your shoulders up, your chin up, your chest back, look up instead of down. And um, except for how much you need to look down to make sure you don't fall. Um, and, and then notice the change in your physiology. When we change our physiology, we change our emotions, we change our emotions, we change our mind and vice versa. It works opposite as well. As we begin to change our thoughts, our physiology changes. And when we work it from bottom to top and top to bottom, we get there more quickly. Um, so back to the gratitude and the COVID, good things from COVID-19. I talked about people being home from work and having a chance to, to do things that they wanted to do. Our gardeners are telling us they're getting so much done in their gardening that they wouldn't have had been able to do previously. People thinking about growing food when they weren't previously. Um, people having a chance to do spring cleaning and catch up on things at home that they hadn't sewing, um, projects, quilts, writing, what have you, that they hadn't previously. So it's looking at that as what is the gift of this time? What is the gift of this time that I can, how can I make the most of this? How can I make the most of this? And it begins by, back to Benjamin Hardy's question about your future self. Um, how is your future self helping you get beyond that? Your, our future self, if you want to be a successful author, for instance, vision that self, not just published, but successful, going on to write your next book, your next book, being on podcast interviews, et cetera, other shows. Um, and uh, succeeding and being a local, invited to have a reading at a local um, bookstore or library, whatever, you know, whatever in your imagination. Imagine yourself in your future scenario and now ask, is there a gap between that future self, how I would behave, what I would be doing, how I would feel about myself 
and the self of now. Is there something that, is there a habit I have now that I would, that doesn't belong in that future? And if so, change now. Begin changing it. Habits can be made to support us and they can be broken if they don't support us. And they can, that can be done the moment we decide to. So focus on the goods, focus on the gains, be cautious, prudent, prepared. But then think of what you can do with this time, the benefits of this time, and how you're going to use this time to work on bringing your future self into fruition to the things that you do, the choices you make, the decisions you take, and the, sorry, what is it? The choices you make and the actions you take. So I hope that was helpful. I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining us for the I Create Daily podcast. Please let us know what creatives you would like us to interview and what topics you would be interested in hearing more about. And if you enjoyed this show, please leave a review on iTunes. We value your feedback. We read all the reviews and it just helps us get the word out on the I Create Daily podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks so much.